Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Klaus of the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. I am Jason Klaus, and we certainly thank you for taking time out of your day to to give us a listen here. And uh, I want to say right out of the gate just uh, how pleased I am with the overall positive response from the first episode. It was kind of an impromptu thing. We kind of just wanted to get... Uh, you know, kind of a feel for this program and and see what I can do with it. You know, because podcasting has always been something I've been very interested in, and Anchor.fm has given me an opportunity to ex- to explore that realm. And we're certainly very excited about um, the possibilities that we have here, and it gives me an opportunity to really you know do some deep dives on some topics that may mean something to you or to a friend or family member and uh, it's going to be all across the board and uh, to give you kind of a, a a preview for the next episode one that was suggested a while ago back when I um, launched the the YouTube page they wanted to hear more you know, behind the scenes stories of the Michigan wrestling organization. And I realized that not all of uh, my, my listeners are wrestling fans. And so uh, anytime that a show, you know, delves into a wrestling related topic that will be in the description. So if that's not your cup of tea, um, you know, you certainly, you know, you don't have to spend the time to listen to it if that's not something that you're interested in. However, um, the next episode, episode three, uh, is going to tackle the creation of the Michigan Wrestling Organization. Um, it's been su- suggested by uh, many of my roster members, uh, many of my longtime friends who may not know the entire backstory of how the MWO came to be. So that's going to be on the next episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast. And uh, we will certainly send out notifications when that episode drops. Um, and we also do not have paid sponsors on on this program as of right now. Uh, evidently, that is an option um, that we will be exploring later on once you know we get going with this thing and we kind of have an idea of how we want to to conduct the show here. Uh, but in the meantime, any advertisements that we do on here is going to be shedding light on a project or an event or things of that nature that revolves around my friends. I have very talented friends who have a lot of cool things going on, and I, I want to take a moment here and... Uh, let you guys know about a a concert that's coming up, a live performance, musical performance that's coming up on uh, March the 28th at 8 p.m. Uh, Todd Gilbert and Friends will be live at the Tenacity Brewing Company in Flint. Um, Todd and Friends were part of the opening act for my stage show at the Fisher Hall in Frankenmuth a couple of months back. And... Um, Todd is, you know, he's got a lot of things happening, a lot of cool things on the horizon. He's about ready to release a new CD, um, Out of the Shadows, and, um, you know, I want to help him spread that word, and, uh, 
You know, if you're into the music scene, you're into local music and supporting local artists, I I would suggest and I would recommend that you go check out Todd Gilbert and Friends. Um, you can check him out on his website for all of his merchandise and upcoming events and, and uh, his, his CDs and things of this nature, toddgilbert.com is your one-stop shop for everything about Todd and all of uh, all of the cool things he's got in the works. With that being said, let's tackle this week's episode. And I um, I sent a teaser out on our Facebook page. Uh, if you haven't already, check it, you know check it out. Close to the heart. Um, it's on Facebook. Um, follow the page, and you'll get notifications whenever a new show drops here. Um, through the podcast or on YouTube, but I sent out a, I sent out the teaser. You know, a three-letter word that can take down a twelve-letter word like relationship. And when I was talking to a couple of friends of mine about this, um, I they were trying to come up with what is that three-letter word? What could three little letters? What could they do to take down a relationship? That three-letter word is ego. And we all have an ego of some form, shape, fashion. Most, you know, most of us think, oh, no, I don't have an ego problem. Or, no, I don't have an ego at all. And at the end of the day we are human beings and yes we have some something of an ego and a lot of times we let that ego dictate how we conduct ourselves and how we present ourselves to other people now egos and how they can affect a relationship in my estimation is one of those things that can really be broken down into three different categories. And, um, but universally, we, we all deal with this. We have all dealt with this in, in some way or another during the course of our lifetime. It could be that um, from a professional standpoint, you may have worked side by side with somebody on an assembly line or in an office environment or you know, any kind of job or occupation where there is more than a handful of people that are doing the work. And what we find out is, you know, when you spend that much time with somebody at work, because a lot of us, most of us will spend more time at work than we do with our own families. So we we have a tendency to develop friendships and meaningful relationships with the people that we see day in and day out and are in in the trenches, so to speak, when you're doing the job. Now, what happens when one of your peers, one of your coworkers, one of your work friends gets a promotion and all of a sudden they find themselves in a situation where they are now in a management or a supervisory or a leadership role? Now, 
while you are working on the line side by side, there's always that conversation, well, if I was calling the shots, this would happen. If I was calling the shots, I would not let that happen. But we find out when we encounter these type of situations that regardless of what your best intentions are or what you say, um, a lot of times when, when, a, when an individual gets a promotion that may include a pay raise or a title after their name in some sort of managerial circumstance, it can and oftentimes changes people because all of a sudden the ones that were in the trenches with you, now they, they hold themselves in a higher regard than where you're at. And I don't necessarily think that that's the way it should be personally, you know, and this is coming from a guy who, um, who knows that all too well. I own my own business. I have a roster of 30 to 40 people. And in the first early years, the first part of the, of the existence of my promotion, I could see where I had an ego problem and I can understand why there are, people who had worked for the company that no longer worked for the company who think that I have an ego problem. Um, that's something that I worked really hard on because at the end of the day, um, a true leader is not somebody who will stand atop, um, you know, on top of the mountain and bark orders and crack the whip on other people. No, they are the ones that are right there with you to lead the way while while doing the work with you. Because in my circumstance, and I know this is not across the board, but in my circumstance, I do not ever ask anybody to do something that I would not be willing to do myself unless I was physically unable to do so. I just feel like, you know, yeah, I'm in a position where, you know, I am a decision maker and, you know, a lot of, of what happens with the company revolves on how I lead my team, lead my roster, but under no circumstance do I feel like anybody is beneath me. We are all on one level playing field because I know each and every person on that roster is equally responsible for the, the success and the failure of the company, and it starts at the top. You have to lead by example. And that's something that I really had, I really had to teach myself during the course of being a promoter and to be a business owner for the MWO. That does not that does not relate across the board, and I understand that because a professional wrestling business is a lot different than say a manufacturing plant that you know, makes parts, makes vehicles, makes whatever it is that, that they do. But I also feel like, you know, when, when a manager, a supervisor has an overinflated ego, the people that they depend on are not going to be wholeheartedly invested. They're going to do bare minimum just to not draw the ire or the attention of somebody who might be on a maniacal power trip. It, that's just that's just the way it is. And and I under, and I've seen it firsthand. I've I've worked alongside people for a long time. 
And the minute they get a promotion, the minute they they are moving up the ladder to a management or a supervisory role, all of a sudden it they look down upon you and they hold they now hold themselves in a higher regard. They think that they are higher in the food chain than you are, which I guess in some aspects is true because they are now in a position to be a leader, to be a supervisor, to be a manager. However, if, uh, you know, if, if you lose sight over the fact that you have to depend on the people that you are looking down upon to get the job done, you know, you got you got to ask yourself, are they really 100% invested in the overall goal of the company or whatever the case may be? We need to understand that, yeah, it, you may be a manager, you may be a supervisor, but once you clock out at the end of the shift, once you leave the perimeters of the of the job site, whether it's a building, office, whatever, um, all of that rank and all of that prestige that comes with a management leadership a supervisory role doesn't mean a damn thing because outside of those walls, you are a normal individual. You hold no weight over top of me once we, once we clock out. That's just the way that it is. Some people have a real hard time with that. They think that if they are in a manager role, that all of a sudden they they are above you in every aspect of life. And that could not be further from the truth. In fact, it is the exact opposite because there are things that I do with my time outside of work that other people have no comprehension on because I don't bring it to, I, I don't make it a focal point of my existence. Hopefully that makes sense. But, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious now, especially now I'm, you know, in a position where I'm at and, and I'm at the age that I am where I start to, I've start to realize what's truly important in life. And what's truly important in life is not status. It is not how much money you make. It is how you treat people. It is how you conduct yourself. It is how you engage with these people that you hold near and dear to your to your heart. Under it doesn't matter how much money you make because if, you know, if anything, the more money you make and this is not the norm, hopefully, you know, but there are a lot of cases. You, you've seen this happen a thousand times, I'm sure, as well as I have. People think that because they make more money that they can belittle other people that do not have as much money or do not have as nice of a house or a nice of a car. Hey, the fact of the matter is, you know, you, you're, you're not going to take that money away with you when you die. You know, what you leave behind is not going to be the money. It's going to be your legacy. Do you, I, and I, I'm very conscious of this now, you know, because I don't want to be remembered as somebody who was an egotistical asshole. 
I want to be known as somebody that tried to make a positive difference in people's lives. And that's just my my aspect. That's just my point of view. A lot of people don't adopt that point of view because they put so much stock into how other people perceive them. It just over inflates that ego and it really starts to become a problem. And it, it, it will also be the downfall to a lot of friendships. Your your best friends um, that you may have grown up with in school, you know, a lot of times we are not friends with them people anymore. And in my certain in 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 my particular case, and perhaps you have experienced something similar to this as well. Um, you know, when you're growing up with somebody. It's 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 you two against the world, right? You and your best friend, you go on these adventures. You you know you grow up liking the same things, and there are differences that we embrace as as individuals. You know, if you are a University of Michigan fan, and I am a fan of Michigan State, I am not going to hold that against you, and I am not going to let that be a thing as to why we cannot be friends. You know, and it goes deeper than that. You can go with your the way you view politics or religion or or anything that can cause controversy, anything that can cause a disagreement. Hey, we got to take the good with the bad, right? So when we are younger and we have our best friends and, you know, a lot of times, your best friend is the only person who gets you, the only one that understands you, and vice versa. You are the only one who understands your best friend, who gets him, who who accepts him wholeheartedly as a person, regardless of where they come from and what their social status is. Now, what I have found is, <coughs> for example... Um, let's say when you're, when you're younger and you may not be in the best shape or puberty has hit and you have acne all over your face or you have a particular hairstyle that you, that you may like or they may have liked and, but it's not one of those things where you're going to wind up on the cover of a magazine or, or something like that, but it's something that you really enjoyed having or doing or whatever. What happens, and I'm just using this as an example. I mean, there's a thousand examples under the sun, but this is just one. Because this is this is something that I experienced growing up, and it really made me kind of reevaluate how I look at my friendships and what I hold dear to my friendships. Now, um... I had a friend who was, you know, a little bit overweight. Um, what we we were not we were not popular in in school, and I wasn't popular probably up until my my senior year when people started to really kind of accept me for who I am, and you know, and what I was was a was a wrestling nerd. That's what I was what I was thought of. I was a wrestling nerd. Um, girls didn't pay m- much attention to me. The popular kids made fun of me because everything that I had, notebooks, book bags, clothes, everything, 
was something to do with wrestling. And, um, but my friend at the time, I mean, he, he accepted me for that. He accepted me for being a wrestling nerd and he was okay with that. It wasn't something that he necessarily got into, but he understood where I came from. Now, um, as we got older and he really, he took the initiative, bless his heart. He took the, the initiative. He wasn't happy with what he saw in the mirror and he wanted to make changes. He wanted to change his appearance. So he started working out. He started watching what he was eating. He was cutting out the McDonald's. He was eating more fruits and vegetables. And slowly but surely, you could really start seeing the transformation. He was dropping weight, at adding muscle, um, got a new haircut. The acne start, started to clear up. And the next thing you know, he started to attract the attention of girls. And all of a sudden, the the popular guys were like, oh, man, well, maybe this guy isn't so bad. So while they're feeding him all this positive reinforcement, with which a lot of it was justified and, and, and deserving, he started to spend less time with the one guy who supported him, who had his back, in the worst times of his life to the point to where his ego got so big that there was there was a day and I remember it vividly it was during uh Lapeer days uh Lapeer days is a big su- summer f- festival in uh in downtown Lapeer I haven't been in probably a couple decades now but when when we were younger man that was the focal point of of our summer um i hadn't talked to him in in a couple of weeks you know i would call over his mom no he's out doing this doing that doing the other and uh and i'm like well you, you know have him call me back and i mean weeks went by and i didn't hear from him and it was very odd because you know like i said we were inseparable for a long time and um, I ran into him at the Lapeer days, and he was hanging out with uh, with the group that was deemed the cool kids. And there were girls there, you know, all the pretty girls from from school were now paying attention to him. And because he got that kind of reinforcement from that group, I no longer mattered to him. In fact, when I went up to go talk to him. He totally looked at me as if he was seeing me for the very first time. And his his ego just got to a point to where it uh, he became a real asshole. I mean, I just I don't know how else to say it. It was uh, it was heartbreaking for me. And you know, my thought was, well. Where in the fuck were these people years ago when we were getting picked on and it was us against the world? Where did that go? So when your ego gets inflated like that and you start getting that kind of reinforcement from another group that apparently he desperately wanted to be a part of because I was not cool enough to hang out with anymore, that pretty much severed our our ties. I wanted nothing to to do with them. Now, in years since then, um, he had 
reached out and uh, tried to mend the fences. And me being the way that I am, I accepted his apology, but I never forgot how I felt when, when, when that day at, 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 at the festival went down. I mean, to this day, I mean, as I'm sitting here talking about it and you could probably kind of hear in, in my voice, it, it bothered me that bad. And, and, and in some aspect, it still bothers me to this day because look, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't really think, um, I needed to be treated like that, especially when there was such a considerable amount of time that I was his only friend. And then out of, for whatever reason, I no longer mattered because I wasn't in the cool class. Well, you can take your cool class and you can stick it up your ass because if if that's what being part of the cool class does, where it completely makes you a jackass, I want no part of that. I have no time for any of that. And, you know, looking to see where I'm at now, I, I, think, I think I turned out okay, you know. Um, but you know that's just one one example now the big one here as far as ego and how it can destroy a relationship <coughs> pardon me is with your significant other your spouse your long-term boyfriend girlfriend i don't mean somebody that you met at the bar a few weeks ago and you guys have been kind of hanging out and doing whatever it is that you do. No, I'm talking about your husband, your wife, fiance, um, you know, a relationship of this matter, especially marriage, you know, and I am by no stretch am I trying to present myself as a marriage counselor uh, because the Lord knows I've, I've, you know, I make mistakes all the time. I, I say stupid shit all the time. That's just part of being human. You know, but at the end of the day, universally, when you exchange vows and you become, you know, husband and wife or what, whatever fits for you, um, you know, you make a vow that that person is the end all be all in your life. They are the center of your world. You exchange vows, you put rings on your fingers, you commit yourself to that individual for the rest of your days till death do you part. It's in the vows, you know. What happens is, is a lot of times people don't know how to separate, um, they don't know how to turn off the bachelorhood and all of the crap that goes on with that, you know, they have a hard time adjusting to to the fact that it is one man or one woman in your life for the rest of your life. The person that you are going to grow old with, the person that, um, you are going to be with forever. And, you know, a lot of people go into marriage for different reasons, but I, I firmly believe if you make if you make the commitment that you are going to marry somebody that you you want somebody to be your your significant other you are telling that person that you know it's in the vows you know you forsake everybody else and 
you know, a lot of people have a hard time with that part of it. You know, they 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 want the they want the sense of security, knowing that their spouse is waiting at home for them, but at the same time, they feel like they're not their their ego is not getting all of the extracurricular attention that they may have been used to. You know, and that causes a lot of problems. It is the root for a lot of problems with marriages, you know, um, because they don't, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you they understand what marriage is, but, you know, actions speak louder than words and you really need to reevaluate just what marriage is. It's, you know, if you are in, in a position to where you are making plans for your wedding, you know, and, you know, you're getting all caught up in, in, in the hoopla of the anticipation of the big day, man. The first thing you need to do is you need to be a hundred percent sure, 100% sure that this individual that you are going to exchange vows with is the person that you truly want to spend the rest of your life with. They need to be at the forefront your spouse at no point should be on the back burner because if you are putting that individual on the back burner, then you are missing the the entire point. And not only that, you are causing a lot of hurt feelings. You're causing a lot of chaos, drama, turmoil because most people, when when they decide that they are going to marry somebody, they have made that commitment. They have made that investment that this is the person that is going to be at the forefront of my life for the rest of my life. Now, that's not to say that you need to get rid of all your friends and you need to get rid of all of, you know, if, if you enjoy the golfing thing, you go bowling, you you know, you're in a softball league or even if you're a professional wrestler on on the weekends, I'm not saying that that you should have to push all that stuff out and quit doing that stuff. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that whatever goes on in in your house and whatever happens with your spouse should come forefront. It should be first and foremost, and you revolve everything else that you have going on with your your sports, your extracurricular activities, all that gets um, scheduled around around your spouse. You find out what what they would like to do first, or you you know. Now I understand there are scheduling conflicts and there are things that that come into play, but still you need. A partnership, a marriage is is a is a two way street here, and if you are if you are an individual who thrives on attention, who thrives on um, being the center of attention, or you need you need constant positive reinforcement, that should be coming from your spouse first and foremost. And everything else shouldn't matter. 
Your friendships shouldn't shouldn't dictate how you conduct yourself in marriage. The adulation that you may get from social media or or anything like that, that should not be at the forefront. What should be is you and your significant other. And a, a lot of us, you know, it is a shock to the system, you know, because we're so used to doing whatever we want, whenever we want. That, I mean, yeah, to an, an extent, you know, the marriage and your significant other, they should be the ones that you seek the the adulation from. They should be the ones that are feeding your ego, not not the people that may occupy your friends list on, on Facebook or, um, you know, any kind of other social thing you may have going on because your true friendships, your true friends will understand if you cannot spend every single waking moment and be at their beck and call, if they respect you and they love you as a true friend should and does, they will also respect the fact that you are putting your your significant other first. And if they do not respect that, if they do not understand that and, and they get all butthurt because you're not able to go golfing on a Sunday because your wife would like to spend time with you or your husband has something that he would like to do with you, they need to understand that. If they don't understand, understand that, then I would suggest you need to reevaluate your friendships. And if you put more stock into what your friends think, say, or do versus your spouse or your, your significant other, that's another problem altogether. And, and that's something that you and your significant other really need to get to the bottom of sooner rather than later. So it doesn't become a long drawn out thing. Trust me, trust me when I tell you, you know, I, uh, I understand that, that philosophy wholeheartedly. And to this day, yes, I, I make mistakes and yes, I say some stupid shit that just kind of comes out of my mouth, but before it registers it in my brain. Another thing that I have worked on considerably, but there's always room for improvement. Um, so just something to think about, you know, your ego can make or break your, your relationship, um, whether it's a you know a working re- relationship with a coworker, you know your friendship or something more important, more more significant, such as your spouse. So just uh, kind of wanted to throw that out there on on this episode. Um, and and as always, if you have comments or or questions or things of that nature, you have a show idea, uh, drop us an email at claus to the heart at gmail dot com. Um, and uh, real quick, I have another uh, plug here. Um, we are going to be back on ONTV uh, on Friday night, uh, March the twentieth. We go live on the air at six p.m. I am going to have Todd Gilbert on as a guest. Uh, we talked about Todd earlier in the program, but he is going to come on to the TV show. 
And I have a discussion about um, the release of his new CD and uh, all kinds of different projects that he's got working on. Um, you can uh, you can check it out live on ON TV television stations in Oakland County. Uh, if you are not in Oakland County, uh, you can see it on their website at orionontv.org. Just go to their homepage, scroll down to the bottom, click the live stream uh, banner, and it will take you to the live show. Uh, if you are on Facebook, and as most of you are, uh, it will be streamed live on on uh, ONTV's Facebook page. Just look for Orion ONTV. Uh, very excited to bring Todd on. And um, and uh, the the guy's got an incredible story, and I'm very excited about um, him being able to tell his story of really overcoming the odds, overcoming challenges to uh, to pursue his dreams. Just a million dollar guy, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy his story. Also, um, personally speaking, from from the wrestling aspect. We have our biggest event of the year uh, is coming up, and it will mark our debut in the town of Holly, Michigan. The Carl Richter Community Center is going to host WrestleRama 26 on Friday night, May the 1st, beginning at 7 p.m. Um, it's going The who's who of the MWO is going to be on our biggest stage under our brightest lights, and as of right now, the main event is set where Jack Terran will challenge Jeremiah J. Hughes for the MWO Championship in the main event of that particular card, and that is going to be a barn burner. And uh, for all the latest news and information about the MWO, we invite you to follow the Facebook and Twitter pages at MWO Wrestling or our official website at MWOonline.net. So with that, um, I sincerely appreciate you taking time out and listening to the show this week. Uh, we will be back with episode three probably later this week. Um, not really sure on how we're going to do the the scheduling on 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 the podcast because uh, it's it is such an easy turnaround, but um, uh, it will be on the creation of the MWO. So. With that, uh, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you soon.